Welcome to This Week in Animals. It's February 20th, 2023. Today I'm going to be talking about Pittsburgh with a Pittsburgh fella. He's not a Pittsburgh native, but he's lived in Pittsburgh a bunch. Uh, We're also going to be talking about some news stories about... We're going to be talking about the owl from Central Park. We're going to be talking about the California euthanasia law. And we're going to be talking about the unfortunate train derailment that happened in East Palestine, Ohio. But first, let's get with my guest. And listener, if you want to be a guest, please hit me up at thisweekinanimals at gmail.com. I have about 10 guests lined up right now, but if you want to fall in line, let me know. Today, we're talking to a dude from Pittsburgh. I know him. You know him from the band Voidmaster and from the band Drone Gazer? Yes. Yes. And he was a co-host of Sweet Child of Time. Together, we recapped 1899. He is Nate Dunn. Hello, Nate. Howdy, Steve. Good to see you again. Thank you for podcasting with me once again. Oh, of course. I missed it. I missed it. Yeah. Well, that's why I invited you back. And we know that you're a Pennsylvania fella. A little confusion. I thought that you were raised in Pittsburgh. Uh, you actually were not. So tell us about your affiliation between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, the two places you've, uh, you've lived. So I grew up uh, about an hour north of, of Philadelphia. And then when it was time for me to go to college, I came out here to the California University of Pennsylvania, mm. also known as California Penn West now or whatever. <laughs> um, so I spent four years out here and, you know, saw pretty much all over this side of the state from playing hockey and just going on little road trips with friends and things like that. Um, moved back after school and then my parents said, hey, we really like it out there. Uh, my dad went to college at IUP and so did my sister. So they decided that they were going to move out there and I was the only one back in Philadelphia, and then I said, "Kind of sucks being by yourself all the time." So <laughs> I, I moved, moved my, my butt on out here. So it's it's kind of like a Philly will always be home, but this is very much like a home away from home. Okay, yeah, I don't really I get have to be that. with family. Yeah, I don't have that. Everybody's in Richmond. Um, Heather's family's here, and my whole family is here. We have some affiliation out in Texas through Heather. And we actually do have some affiliation like with um, extended family in Pennsylvania, uh, specifically like Hershey and Erie. Mm -hmm. Um, People I don't really know that well. So if you're listening, you're related to me in Pennsylvania. I'm sorry. I haven't talked to you in decades, but (laughs) things happen. (laughs) (laughs) So you're um, I looked up some of your local wildlife that you have there in Pittsburgh, some animals about. And it looks very similar to me in Richmond. Um, I'm going to go through just a couple of animals like mammals here and some rodents and see if any of them ring any bells with you. Well, of course they're going to, but seeing if anything spurns any conversation. Um, I'm seeing deer, badger, fox, rabbits, uh, moles. And did I say beavers already? I did not say Mm, beavers and groundhogs. Well, so the most famous groundhog is about 20 minutes away from me. Oh, whoa. Punxsutawney Phil. Punxsutawney Phil. Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania is about 20 minutes from where I'm at. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Uh, The plan is that 
for next year we're we're gonna make a little trip we're gonna go see him crawl out of his his uh den what is it uh nobblers or gobblers creek or something like that that's whatever it is okay we're gonna see we want to see it in person you haven't done that yet no we haven't okay my dad said that he went back when he was in college in the 90s but now it's like a big to do you have to get shuttled in there and all that other kind of stuff yeah i guess it is gotten huge and i became aware of it like like everybody else through groundhog's day and i think if it wasn't for that movie he might not be as popular as he is what do you think um, I would probably agree. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's funny when even you're only in Virginia, so you're only what, two States away. And it is mind blowing when you tell people from out of state what Groundhog Day is <laughs> or like, because I mean, most people just think, yeah, he comes out of like, he comes out of his hole the whole six weeks of winter, six spring, all that kind of crap. Right. But it's like it, it in Pennsylvania, it is a it really is like a big to do, especially even around here being 20 minutes away from it. Yeah. Groundhog Day rolls around. You see people. Some people have inflatables in their yard and stuff <laughs> like that. So now we have a local groundhog around here, too, and also is named Phil, probably probably after that Phil. This is named by Heather and Charlotte because we, um, we're up 301 right here. And there's a certain spot on 301 where we always see a groundhog. Not always, but I mean, it's very frequently we see this groundhog more often than not. If you take a peek <laughs> over there, you'll see him. And they named him Phil. And we always talk about Phil. And one time we saw a deceased groundhog on the road and we were very upset that it was Phil. But Phil was still around. So I think it was just one of his relatives, maybe. I don't know. Phil's family got taken by a drive-by. Somebody did, unfortunately. So, yeah, do you ever see, like, any uh, any cool mammals like that around? Groundhogs or raccoons or anything nutty? Um, yeah, so we have, we have cameras all around the house. Oh, cool. So, in the morning, my parents have this, like, ritual where they will look at the cameras and see what came crawling by the house at night. So, we see raccoons. We see the occasional, like, possum. Um... We haven't seen a bear on the camera, but there have been reports of like bear in the area. Uh, I'll send a picture to you. I don't know if you want to put it in the notes, if you can do that or whatever. Mm-hmm. My parents feed the local deer. Okay. And we have, do you know what a piebald deer is? I don't. So piebald deer is essentially, it's like a Dalmatian deer. It's I've heard almost, of a piebald horse, now that I think about it, yeah. So it's pretty much all white, but there are still little spots of brown on it. Okay. Uh, but we got one of those that she comes through with her two fawns pretty much every time the food gets put out. And all the deer are pretty pretty brazen. I mean, they don't come out in the middle of the day, but, you know, sun goes down at like, I don't know, maybe like 530 right about now. And they'll be standing in the driveway at like 5 o'clock. <laughs> waiting waiting for food to oh no be put out <laughs> they've they're been very, investigated they're they're pretty well trained i mean we can stand on the back porch and the food's maybe like 10 yards away from the house and they're just like you don't bother us and just let us eat and we won't <laughs> run away so it's it's pretty fun it's like having a little zoo out back 
So what kind of neighborhood are we talking about? Are you like in the suburbs or rural or how does that work? We're pretty rural. We, uh, I mean, I say Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's like maybe an hour and a half away. Okay. We are north east, northeast of Pittsburgh. Okay, and they so. put, they have this camera out, and they do they feed them strictly for for fun, just to like watch the animals. Is that what they're doing? Um, Correct. My my mom, even when we were back in in Philly and stuff like that, like in in the suburbs, that was like my. I can remember as a kid, my mom would be like, let's all get in the car. And we would all climb into the car, all four of us. And we would drive around, especially during, during rut and stuff like that. And you can watch all the deer in the field. My mom gets so cheesed about that kind of stuff. So I do too. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's purely for entertainment. We're not, you know, we're not hunting the deer. Yeah, that's what I was wondering because you know I don't hunt either. Obviously, I'm a vegetarian, and but I'm 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 in Virginia here, and I work with a lot of guys who hunt. And there was a guy I was talking to just yesterday um, that we were discussing that his daughter is really young; she's like seven, but she's interested in you know going with dad, you know, hunting. And um, you know, again, I'm I'm not into hunting, but I'm you know listening to I'm interested in you know listening to him talk about his perspective. And that's what he was saying is like the season of actually hunting them is pretty small. And then the mm-hmm. rest of the year you spend observing them, like watching them, um, you know, building like your tree stands that you're going to stand in and plotting out what you're going to be doing when it is time to hunt. So he says he spends a lot of time like doing what you're talking about, watching trail cams and seeing where they're at so that when it comes time to hunt, he knows where to go. But I'm glad that she, you're y'all doing it for for the that that's what I would be doing it for just to watch the guys and gals hanging out. And I was going to ask you about bears because what I'm really interested in are like unusual animals that are native to areas that you don't really see a whole lot of. And there were four that I saw um, in your area were black bears. Thank goodness they're not brown bears because we know that black bears are the friendlier ones and the brown bears are the ones that are more apt to attack you. Um, mm-hmm. coyotes, mountain lions, bobcats, any run-ins with those fellas? So if we're talking just Pittsburgh, uh, I did go coyote hunting with my uncle when I was in college, because I'm sure it's probably the same thing in Virginia as it is here. It's all year open season. Like, Correct. Um, cause they are regarded. Now, one of the reasons that we went, my uncle and I went is my uncle has chickens and ducks and we can't say that, uh, you know, it was specifically a coyote. It might've been a fox or something like that or whatever else could have crawled in, but they got some of his birds. So, uh, we did see a couple coyotes and he took two of them. I didn't take anything. Um, I was more just there for hanging out and stuff like that. But, uh, yes, coyotes are a thing. Uh, black bear. I've had several interactions with black bear. Oh yeah. Uh, not necessarily, not in Pittsburgh, but, uh, the Poconos. I'm sure you've either heard of that or you've driven through it. Maybe if you went up North a little bit. Yes. Uh, so when I was a kid, 
we stayed at we had like a timeshare somewhere up in the Poconos cool. and that was a big thing that like you weren't really supposed to take your trash out at night right or something like that because now all the dumpsters had locks on them and sure. things like that but you know the bear's still going to come around and be like well were they dumb enough to leave it open today uh, yeah <clears throat> and same thing in the morning they move in the morning they move in the evening yeah, my they grandfather know, they know food is in there so like they're they're going to try to get in there regardless of whether it's locked or not. Yeah. So my grandfather, my grandfather that was with us, uh, was taking me somewhere and we walked out and we walked up the little path to go to the parking lot. And as we walked up into the parking lot, um, he slapped his hand on my chest to get me to stop, which scared me as a little kid. (laughs) And then like, you know, maybe, 60 70 yards away you just see this bear like moseying on around wow. with the uh, the trash and i was like we gotta go i was like <laughs> we but we were close to the car so he put me in the car and then we drove to the rangers that we actually drove past the bear which as a little kid scared the ever living everything out of me we drove to the ranger station and we were like hey there's a bear trying to get in the trash can you guys like figure out something to do with it and the ranger was like, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> well, no, they were like, yeah, it's pretty common. Right, we that's were what like, I was yeah, thinking. We've been coming here for years. Like, yeah, we know it's common. But, uh, like, you can't just have, like, you can't just have a bear roaming around this parking lot trying to get trash. Like, go shoo it away. Something like that. <laughs> like, we're normal people. You guys are supposed to do this. Um... And then my second story with a bear is it's animal friendly, but to all the listeners out there, it's not something that you should do. Uh oh. Uh, ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, take note. <laughs> I, yeah, everyone take note. So, I had this ex girlfriend who had a, uh, her family had a cabin up at, it's called Lake Wall and Paul Pack, or, I don't know if you're going to bleep this or not, but we always call it because we vacation there. My friends and I vacation there every year. It's called Lake Swollen Ballsack. Okay. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> you can just warm Paul Pack, Swollen Ballsack. It's like the same thing. <laughs> um, but anyway, so she had a cabin, but it is way out in the boonies. There is no, there's no nothing out there. So we got some food and we have to like burn our trash and things like that. At least stuff that you can burn. We're not burning plastic and shit like that. <laughs> Thank we're, goodness. <laughs> we're burning, you know, food scraps and things like that. Sure. And normally we took our dogs with us and the dogs would scare the bears away. Okay. Um, so I went out, but we didn't take the dogs this time. So I go outside and we have like this half a loaf of bread that we've had for like the whole weekend and it was like fresh bread. So, you know, everyone knows fresh bread that if you don't eat it in the first like day or two days, it's like a small concrete block. (laughs) So I was like, well, we're going to, we're leaving, we're leaving tomorrow. I'm just going to burn this bread. We're not going to eat it. It's wasteful. I'll say that, but we're going to, no one's going to eat it. I was like, we'll just burn it. Guys like burning stuff. Why not? (laughs) 
Yeah. And plus you don't, you don't just want to leave food out because then not only bears, but you get all the other crap that rolls around. Yeah. The bears would be like, this is burnt. I don't want this crap. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here we go. So, so we're, uh, I'm, I got, I, I thought I had the fire going. So that's fine. I got my food scraps in there and all the other stuff. I go to the outhouse because there's only running water so that you can take a shower and wash your hands. No toilet. Right. I'm in the outhouse and all of a sudden on the side of the outhouse, I she's banging on it because it was just us up there. And I'm like, what? what's going on? I'm taking a leak. <laughs> she's like, get out of there. Okay. So when you open the outhouse door, you look straight into the woods. Okay. And then the house is behind it. She's like, do you see it? And I'm like, do I see what? <laughs> All of in the distance, you can see this tiny black dot just moving between <laughs> trees. And I'm like, I was like, okay, it's a bear. I was like, it's, it, it's that far away. Like the house is, is 10 yards that way. I right. think that I can outrun the bear right now. <laughs> She's like, we got to get in the house. I was like, you've been coming up here since you were a child and you're more scared of this thing than I am. So whatever, let's go. We're in the house and all of a sudden, like, well, not all of a sudden, a little bit of time goes by and we hear stuff getting turned over and it's middle of the, it's, it's like late afternoon, but the sun is still out. Okay. We look outside because we hear all this noise. The bear is in the fire pit with the stuff. And what is this bear holding in its mouth but a loaf of bread? <laughs> it's like it's that perfect. Is, I was like, no way. So I plastered myself against the window like looking at this thing. Uh -huh. And I named the bear Toast. <laughs> Because the, it was like toasted bread. And then the part where, you know, you shouldn't do things is he got real close to the back door. So I grabbed some Cheez-Its oh, and I, oh, I opened the back door <laughs> and I poked my poke half my body out. And I'm like, toast, what are you doing? And he's just like munching there on half burnt food. And I'm like, hey, and I start throwing Cheez-Its at him. Wow. And Nate, he you're got, a genius. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wow, this is like, I don't know. You ever do something dangerous and you just feel like the danger just feels so good. Yes. <laughs> well, that's what I was doing. And she's scream. She's like, she's like, you know, that quiet screaming. Cause she doesn't want to like right. freak the bear out, which I'm thankful for, but I'm yes. just like, here you go. Here you go, man. And he's, I don't know. He's out, out. He's not that far from the house, and he didn't care how he was getting the food. He was just like, "Yeah, this is really good." I bet, yeah. <laughs> and I have I have videos of him, um, but I guess I can at least send you in the Instagram chat, and you can see. You can see, but yeah, kids, don't don't feed the bears. That was an awful and, idea. How old were you at this time? Were you a teenager? Oh God, no! I was. <laughs> which probably makes it i mean <laughs> i was probably 20 i'm 26 almost 27 i was probably like 23 
I hope you've grown a lot in those three years. <laughs> I most certainly have not. Oh no! I've probably only I've probably only gotten dumber. I mean, I'm thinking what could have happened is that Bear could have been like, "Oh, there's Cheez-Its coming from this house." Well, the guy shut the door. Well, maybe if I smash the door down, I can get to the Cheez-Its. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he came through those doors. Wow. I, Good one. Sorry Nate. for the long. <laughs> sorry for the long-winded story, everyone. But I love telling people about toast. No, I I love hearing about toast. Now I'm glad we got to meet toast. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a perfect time for us to segue over into our news stories, Nate. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with the news, and we'll talk about some pets. All right. Our theme song is called Animal by the band 50 Foot Wave. It's from their 2006 album, which is called Free Music. And we're already back. Hey. So oh. The three news stories this week. I'm going to start with the most fun one, at least I think so. Uh, this is about an owl in Central Park Zoo. Have you been to uh, Central Park or New York City? I've been to New York City, but not Central Park. Okay. It's really weird being in there. Like, you go to Central Park, and you feel like you're in Pennsylvania somewhere, like in the woods. It's really bizarre how huge that park is and, like, how it can feel like you're outside of the city. But, you know, you're surrounded by city. So they got a zoo inside there. They got penguins at the zoo. I know you uh, Pittsburghs like your penguins. Um, no, no, you don't. I'm I'm a Philly boy. I love the oh, Flyers. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I just saw Rivals. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins. So I thought, hey, there you go. Wrong city. Anyways, the penguins are cool at the Central Park Zoo. There's some cool little fellas. But there's an owl that was living there named Flaco. F I guess F L A C O. Maybe Flacco. What would you say? Flock. Flaco. Flaco. Waka Flaka, Waka Flaka O. He was living there at the Central Park Zoo, a captive animal, and some individual decided to cut a hole in his meshing to let him free. So he escaped about two weeks ago, and he's been on the loose in Central Park Zoo. And they were really concerned because they were concerned that he would starve because uh, he was been in captivity and they hand feed him, you know. And when they feed him, they're feeding him clean food as well. They're feeding him ro- like rats and mice and stuff, but they're, you know, they're clean. Not those New York rats. Exactly. So fortunately, um, th- what did we say? Flacco? <laughs> Flacco works. Yeah. Flacco picked up hunting really quickly. And so he's out there hunting rats and he's doing just fine, which is great. But except for the facts, the fact is that the rats that he's, choosing or you know could be poisoned um more than likely they're not because these are like central park rats but it's definitely a danger so they still want to get him you know back into his you know designated area but for right now he's still out there in central park um they want to try to keep him in the park area because if he goes out in the city of course you never know what's going to happen out there he's kind of fine where he is but um he's also kind of a big guy uh, so that's not great for the other owls in the area to have like an invasive, you know, species owl because he's not like native to that area and he's completely different from the owls that live in Central Park Wild. 
so it's concern concerning that he's out there, but it's great that he's eaten and that he learned how to do his thing despite being in captivity. So it's one for the prisoners. All right. A next story is also a feel good story. If I can find it here, it is about another young fella, little puppy doggy. Let me pull this sucker up. We got a new bill in California called Bowie's law which is to prevent shelters from mistakenly euthanizing adoptable animals. Apparently what happened that spurned this is there was like a three-month-old puppy that was up for adoption, and it was uh, euthanized um, by mistake. And so what they're doing with this bill in California is it's requiring a 72-hour public notice of like, you know, which animals are getting euthanized. And so, of course, they're trying to they're trying to work towards being a no kill shelter and not euthanize. But this shelter does. I mean, California does euthanize. At any rate, this this will be much better where it'll put people on notice, whereas before they were just euthanizing animals like, you know, in house. They weren't publicly notifying people of which ones were getting euthanized when that's a good win for California. Probably one of the only good things to come out of California. <laughs> My favorite TV shows and movies come from California. I'll hope you know. Sorry, Californians. And the worst of all this week. Last week, we talked about the tragedy in Turkey and Syria, the earthquakes and the, uh, the rescues, the animal rescues that were taking place there. Uh, Nate, I'll tell you, they have like some dog rescue teams that were in charge of rescuing dogs. So like rescue dogs doing the thing, rescuing trapped dogs. Um, this um, Palestine, Ohio train derailment, though, is, of course, it's terrible for the humans, and we're most concerned about humans, but this show is about animals. So what happened with this derailment is a lot of this vinyl got into the Ohio uh, basin over there, and it killed, like, thousands of fish. And if... A, a big death like that, of course, is going to affect the ecosystem. And there's even been reports of like people, they, let me stop myself. When this happened on February 2nd, they did evacuate certain areas and they, people were coming back between February 8th and February 10th. And these people that were coming back were suffering from bad headaches, respiratory problems, um, a, a guy had like a pet fox that that died just randomly. And I was going to mention a couple of stories about, unfortunately, some some dogs that were having some problems uh, from drinking the water. And I work in a utility company and I know that some people will some customers will call in to our call center and they'll blame certain things on the water. Um, Sometimes it's completely reasonable. Other times it's completely unreasonable. Um, you know, people will just think anything is awry. And I want to take some of these things with a grain of salt because I know that there's opportunists out there that will see an opportunity like that and try to take advantage with lawsuits. Uh, these sound legit to me, though, and I'm going to scroll over to them real quick here. After, okay, here we go. This is an individual named Andrea Belden. And as soon as she was able to come back home, she did. 
and the very next day she noticed her two-year-old cat Leo lying motionless, heart racing, breathing, was labored. Um, they had to rush it to the vet. Unfortunately, it did not make it. And the cat was 100% healthy before the Ohio derailment happened. And this is just one individual that was reported by Vice News. Um, we're not getting a ton of reports right now. We're getting more and more as time goes by. I talked to you, Nate, maybe like four days ago, and you weren't aware of it. But have you been hearing about the East Palestine since I talked to you? <clears throat> so was working in a greenhouse and, you know, we use a lot of water and things like that, like a commercial greenhouse. We're not just, you know, a little mom and pop shop. Okay. Um, we've been hearing like slight rumors that we might need to look at the condition of the plants in the coming weeks and things like that. How's that going to affect like the deep, or the deep water system or something like that? Like, are we going to see anything from it? Is it going to bleed over to us at all? Cause it's, we're two hours away or where right. I'm at right now. But you know, when it comes to water, that doesn't necessarily mean a whole heck of a lot. And then the other thing is that my station manager, the guy that runs the place is also a pretty big fisherman. i really like fishing it's one of the things we we seem to talk a lot about in my interview <laughs> when i got the job and he's pretty worried uh to see how that affects even something like uh like trout season opens i, I can't remember if it's to be if it's the end of march or the beginning of april you know how's uh, How's that going to affect trout season? Even though stuff is stocked, like, is it going to hit the water and then it all dies off? Because, I mean, some of the fish that are, and I'm not a biologist. I went to school for biology. That was, that's part of my degree, but I'm not a biologist by any means. Okay. Um, some of the, one of the things we talked about is that the fish that are currently in the water, the creatures that are currently in the water, because we're f further away from everything, mm -hmm. might have time. It's called biomagnification that I do remember from school. <laughs> so, like, small traces of chemicals will build up in a creature over its lifetime. Right. So it's not getting hit all at once. Right. But these trout that get stocked and things like that come from relatively clean water sources in you know, gun clubs have them and things like that around here. So as soon as they hit like natural water, that might be an indicator that, oh, hey, these water systems aren't as healthy as they were. And then it's up to someone to do the water testing to see if it's because of the Ohio incident or right. we are in Pittsburgh. So is it, you know, steel or coal or any of the other crap that's floating around here? Yeah, that's the biggest danger is to the fish and to the river. It's happening in the uh, Ohio River Basin is where this mm -hmm. is going on. And the, that Ohio River Basin feeds like 10% of America's population. Um, the, as of right now, let me get some buzzwords in here. Because uh, what you were just saying reminded me of an article that I read, and I pulled that article up here. 
Um, of course, it says the, uh, the immediate scope of the contamination is unknown. Water in the immediate area of the derailment has thousands of fish dying, but experts say that the chemicals associated with the derailment will degrade rapidly and or are capable of being removed by water treatment plants. So that's a good thing. They'll, be, they'll hopefully get caught through the filters or maybe like the, the UV bulbs will catch them as they go through because that's something that we do. Um, I know that our competition, um, American Water, is the one who, who draws in this area and they're struggling right now a lot with this. And that's not good. I don't want my competition. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're feeding water to thousands of people. So we need that. But here's what they also say. He says that... Um, they're detecting low levels of chemicals, the chemical being butyl uh, acrylate. Maybe you can say that better than me. <laughs> but uh, mm -hmm. it says that those levels are well below guidelines, and the main concern for humans would be the taste and the odor of the water, which also is treatable. This chemical is not unpleasant in that regard. <laughs> when, they say, when they say not unpleasant, they're talking about the odor and the smell is not like a, you know, a crappy plastic smell. It kind of has like a fruity smell to it. So that's something that they can, you know, get rid of with, with filtration. It's concerning though, exactly like you said. Um, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> no good. I'm gonna go yeah. to a better uh, line of talk though, Nate, before we head out of here. We got one more thing to talk about, which is the world of pets. Last week, I talked about some of my pets, and you have a new animal around your house. Is that correct? I do. I do. Good old Sophie. How old is Sophie, and what is Sophie? What are you, Sophie? <laughs> Sophie uh, is, I think she, think yesterday was 17 weeks. Ooh. She is a 17-week-old pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, she's a pain in the ass now. Okay. No, 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 no. Last time no. we she's talked, a... you said she was chill. <laughs> she, well, I think that was more or less when she had just gotten here, and she <laughs> was, she's still very much, so Sophie is a 17-week-old uh, mountain cur. Okay. So, uh, for people that don't know what a mountain cur is, one, look it up <laughs> that's what we're two. here for <laughs> <laughs> two um it's kind of like uh it's kind of like a hunting dog i mean we didn't get her for that purpose we got her because she was adorable <laughs> um she is wickedly intelligent and uh she is she's very very playful and She's going to the bathroom outside for the most part, which is great. And uh, she loves to bite my sister's dog because she's a puppy. Oh, yeah. Hopper was a biter. I talked about that last week. Um, is Sophie biting you all at all? Like humans? No. Oh, no, no, no. Not unless, like, you know, you start playing rough with her a little bit or something like that. Right, right, right. Um, then, you know she's in puppy playful mood so she'll put her teeth on you but she's not clamping down and stuff like that um but she is biting the other dog though yeah she'll so my sister's dog is a. uh well it's ugly but 
it's got it's small it's actually sophie's just gotten probably a little bit bigger than she is but it's got it's got some kind of poodle mixed into it okay so it's got the slightly longer like curly hair all right sophie's got really short hair so when she sees the tail wagon and stuff like that sophie's like oh it's (laughs) playtime yep so she runs after her and my sister's dog is like please like just leave me alone like they're not being mean to one another. Sophie's just still like, that looks like something to play with. My sister's dog is like, I think three. So she's kind of settled down at this point. Sophie's still like, go, 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 go all the time. So is that what Sophie is a pain in the ass about? Is just always having energy and, and needing attention? Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, <laughs> it's not even the attention part because it's it is it's just go 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 like we're sitting as a family we'll sit down and we eat dinner and then sophie's like i don't understand why no one's touched me in three minutes <laughs> and she's trying to crawl up on like my dad she, she's definitely <clears throat> she's definitely my dad's dog okay she wants to be with my dad all the time so she's trying to crawl up into his lap um and then she's such a crybaby too because she was in the cage for a while and then my she would cry at night and my my mom was like we can't do it like <laughs> right <laughs> and and now sophie sleeps like a princess between my parents every night that was one of my questions was where does sophie sleep <laughs> <laughs> the cage for 3 nights and then it was <laughs> it was i guess we're sl- sleeping in mom and dad's bed for us, we have a two-story house, so we have a, um, a gate at the foot of the stairs. So Hopper's never been upstairs unless it's bath time, which he likes bath time, um, but he never goes upstairs. So when we go upstairs to go to bed, he just you know crashes out down here on his own. Um, so it hasn't really been a thing. I know that if we didn't have that baby gate, yeah, he would be charging upstairs and probably jumping in bed with us. I'm glad he does not. Um, are your parents okay with the dog in the bed with them or they not like it um my mom loves it because our last dog (laughs) well our our last dog was a real hoss she was a big dog (laughs) well not she was chunky she wasn't like fat she was just she's just chunky and uh, she used to sleep with my mom all the time and my dad hated it and then when she passed away um my mom was pretty upset about it, not having a dog in the bed anymore. Well, the other thing too is that the dog before was my was really my dog, so she slept gotcha. in the bed with me most of the time. Like when my parents moved out here, I tried to take the dog with me, but my roommates um, had a cat that was not a fan of my dog and. Right. I was moving into their place. I wasn't going to be like, well, it's the, the cat's got to go. The dog's staying. <laughs> right. That's not going to fly. <laughs> Plus my mom, my mom works from home. So she has time to spend with the dog all day. At least be there if they need to go out or something like that. They don't have to, you know, hold it for six hours, eight hours, whatever it is. Um, but yes, my parents love the, well, my mom loves that. <laughs> Sophie sleeps in the bed. My dad says, when she gets bigger, she's going to have to go back. <laughs> she's going to have to go back 
sleep on the couch, sleep somewhere that's not here. Yeah, but I'm with him. <clears throat> I don't blame him. <laughs> but Sophie's a big baby. She's she's on a pretty good schedule where she we eat dinner, she eats dinner, but we eat, and then my dad plays with her for like a half hour after after dinner, and then she doesn't move from the couch the whole night. She sleeps. <sighs> That's thanks to your dad. That's thanks to the playtime that she gets, probably. That's good. It definitely is. And then she sleeps all through the night, too. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't get up in the She doesn't want to go out in the middle of the night. You got you to gotta tell I'm, I'll ramble about Sophie forever because, I mean, as much <laughs> can be a pain. She is pretty, she's a pretty <laughs> good dog. You got to tell me something about Hopper. Well, yeah, he was he was a biter, but that's turned into licking now. And his biggest thing that's annoying uh, is barking is like if he's bored at night, which happens every night around the same time. (laughs) I'm going to invite I'm going to invite your dad over here because that's what we need is like somebody with a lot of energy to play with Hopper because we'll half heartedly play with him. But when he does this, it's at night when we're like tired. (laughs) <laughs> we're spent and that's when he wants to play and if we don't do it he barks at us and sometimes we can alleviate that with like you know some play time do some tricks kind of thing but if i take him for a walk i always think like oh if i take him for a walk he'll be happy no he just comes home and then starts barking again because he's like i, I want to do some more of that he loves going for walks um so if i could change one thing about him it would be that barking thing everything else about him is a uh, acceptable i guess acceptable <laughs> and he's How never did, gone in the house like he's always been like great when it comes to being potty trained and all that never been an issue we're trying to break sophie peeing in that like she hasn't she hasn't taken a dump in the house in weeks but if you let her out of your sight especially right after dinner while we're cleaning up or something like that, right. she'll definitely like, thankfully, thank God we have hardwood floors. Like maybe not. So, I mean, I know carpet will stain, but like, even like with the hardwood floors, if they, if the pee gets like in those cracks, that smell is not my, coming out. My mom is like anal retentive. Like as soon as she, as soon <laughs> as she pees, the chemicals come out and it's like, <laughs> yeah. we got, it, it's like a small, like my dad scoops Sophia takes her outside and my mom's doing the the thing. <laughs> so Sophie's not peeing in the same spot all the time then? No. Okay. Well, that's something because like when they pee in the same spot, that's always why because they smell it there. Well, my mom's got something to, I don't know if it, if it marks the scent as like, don't pee here. I, I don't know. She explained it to me and I was like, I was like, I'll clean the pee up and you can do the deep clean because, you know, <laughs> you never do exactly what your mother wants you to do. It's always wrong. Just on, a little Nate. bit. <laughs> I try. I try. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. We're, we, uh, we got on for a good time here, Nate. Um, join me next week. I'm going to have Blake from Iwas is going to be here. Another doom metal band, Iwas. Um, he's oh, out of, really? yeah, he's out of Austin, Texas. And we're going to talk about animals out in Austin. Uh, future guests will be, um, Mike from utter scorn. I've got Annie Jean Lynn. I've got Shelby Sweaterman from the rom-com complex. 
Um, might be missing a person or two. A bunch of folks from Reddit have uh, volunteered to come on, so I'm happy to talk to them. The states that we're going to be doing in the future, I've got Nate here from Pennsylvania. I've got Virginia. Annie Jean Lynn is also from Pennsylvania. I've got three from California, one from Texas, one from Arizona, one from New Mexico, one from North Carolina. And what I'm going to do each week, uh, let's see if I got it behind me here. Let's just pretend I have it. Here's my map of the United States. And I've got Virginia marked off. Now we've got Pittsburgh marked off. So let's see what we can get next week. Um, if you want to be a guest on the podcast in the future, hit me up at thisweekinanimals at gmail.com or check me out at intro.void, which is my Instagram handle. Um, Nate, your Instagram handle is what? Void.master. Is that correct? Yep. We'll just, we'll just roll with that one. That probably works the best. <laughs> Nate's band Voidmaster is a doom band, doom metal, and they have lots of stuff on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. And then don't forget about Drone Gazer. Is that going to be drone.gazer at Instagram as well? Uh, no, it's Drone Gazer. So D R O N E G A Z E R underscore P G H for Pittsburgh. PGH. I heard some. Okay, yeah, Pittsburgh. I heard something about Pittsburgh people like to be called. What was it? I wrote it down here. Yenzers. Does that make sense to you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's not a good one then, huh? I I think it's I think it's goofy. There's a lot of stuff that people <laughs> do out here. I mean, I grew up in a small little podunk town, like in the middle of nowhere, kind of. But out here, it's like ever. It's like living in deliverance, a little bit. It's it's yin yins. You know what's the thing that you? Well, I don't know if you want me to just ramble about that real quick. But I was gonna say, what's the what's the thing that you what's the thing that you uh, do your carpets with? Like you know, it makes the noise dogs are afraid of vacuum. Wrong. Out here, they're called sweepers. Oh, okay. Well, y'all think y'all are British or something? Making up new words for stuff? <laughs> what's the uh, What's the thing that you push push around in the grocery store? A cart? Nope. It's a buggy. Oh, that is that is British. They call them buggies in England too. So I think that's like a definitely like a British thing. Um, what's the other big thing out here? Oh, so like. If you you would say I need to wash my car today, right? Not out here. They say car needs worst. <laughs> it sounds or like <laughs> laundry needs done, and it's like you guys are forgetting some words. Um, I don't. So that's like need... the, that's the accepted structure of how you how they speak is. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm telling you, it's like everyone just gave up trying to follow normal words <laughs> or and the i think the biggest thing which is like my dead give not that i'm a big soda drinker but like you know if i go out to eat or something like that i might have a soda mm-hmm. um what you know what kind of soda do you have wrong it's pop oh i've and always I'm hated like, that <laughs> i'm sorry like, and they have just like this weird accent like we say pop and they're like, you want pop? 
So they got to add a W in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that they do that it's like a W is added to it. And it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's weird. Like there's an accent out here and it is a dead giveaway that I don't have it. Yeah. Like instead of saying yins, the Philly thing is use, use guys, stuff like that. Okay. Like, do you use guys, do you use guys want to go and get something to eat? Yeah. Where they would say yins want to eat. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. Use guys. I'm with that. That's familiar to me, but yins, that was completely foreign. Didn't know what that yeah. was. You just got to say y'all. That's what you say is y'all. Y'all ah, hungry? You're from, yeah, you're from you're from below the Mason Dixon line, so it's all right for you to say that. That's correct. <laughs> well, all right. Until next week, we'll be back with Blake next week. But thank you so much for joining me, Nate. Thank you very oh, much. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. And we'll talk to y'all. And that has been this week in animals.